This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Are you still there? To delete your message, press 7. To save it in the what is good everybody this is the battle for la podcast part of the clutch points network and we are back for the special edition i don't even know if it's, i don't know if it's special edition but the pre-grammy trip edition of our podcast um as always uh i'm tomer zarley your clippers reporter uh host of the battle for la podcast along with ryan ward our lakers reporter hello saying hi as usual and then disappearing oh hello okay um and so yeah we're we're before we look ahead to the grammy trip um we're just going to jump right into our you know our first segment of the of the podcast uh which is the winners of the week the, the players who have played the best on both the lakers and clippers um you know who've helped them win the most um just just recapping the past um the past week for the lakers ryan why don't you go ahead and do that uh, dominance. Let's just say dominance, and a little slip up against the Magic, and that's about it. With no AD, by the way, for four straight games. Uh, I don't think they've been challenged much. Uh, I think they just kind of underestimated the Magic, and they almost won. <laughs> they, they lost by one point. Could have easily gone the other way. So I'd say dominant. Well, they had a they had a they were writing a nine game win streak entering that game, I believe, or eight game mm-hmm. win streak, whatever it was yeah. nine 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 game. Um, yeah. The last week they they beat Dallas in Dallas convincingly. They beat OKC and OKC convincingly without LeBron and AD, um, which was probably the most impressive win, right? Of the whole thing, right? That was yeah. that was impressive. And then they beat Cleveland convincingly, which you'd expect uh, at home. So even before that, they beat the Knicks by 30. <laughs> so just an all-around um, dominant week for them uh, up until – Ass-kicking. <clears throat> up, until, up until that Magic game uh, where they lost by one. Um, so who's been the best performer this week, Ryan? Who's played well for the Lakers? Well, I mean, you could say LeBron or AD every time, and this week, you know, LeBron. But I would go with Dwight Howard, kind of uh, Ooh, fill in, throwback fill in name. the void. Yeah, fill in yeah. the void for uh, for AD. See, over the past eight games, he's he's averaged a double double, ten points, ten rebounds, and he's two for two from deep in the past eight games. He is he's a hundred percent from beyond the arc. He is a hundred percent from beyond the arc. Look at that, and he's shooting sixty-two percent from the floor, which is pretty damn good too. Get this I mean, man in the three-point shooting contest. <laughs> that would Three, be. Can you imagine that? Hilarious. Three point contest and then a dunk contest on the same night for him. <laughs> uh, I'd, I'd pay to see him in a three point shooting contest. I don't. I don't think he'd win, but that'd be amazing. Oh no, he wouldn't. But that's why I'd pay to see him. Would you pay to watch a three point contest between like Dwight Drummond, 
Like some terrible shooters? Yeah. I think it would be just as entertaining as the guys that can, can knock them down at a high rate. So many bricks. Why not? That? Drummond, DeAndre so Jordan. Yeah. I put like yeah. I put like Dwight, Andre Drummond, DeAndre Jordan, uh, Jarrett Allen. Uh, who else? Who else is a bad shooter? Um, well, there's not many these days, is there? <clears throat> maybe, maybe. Yeah, I can't think of any right now. Draymond Green, maybe. I was gonna say, I was gonna say Boban, but he's oh Boban, Boban's shooter. decent, but that would be still funny. That would still be funny. <laughs> yeah. Um, maybe Joel Embiid yeah, didn't as well, but. Uh, That'd be that'd be funny. I'd, I'd pay to see that. Actually, that's a good point. I'd pay to see a bad three point shooting contest. That yeah, might, honestly, that might be more intriguing than a good like three point shooter shooting contest. Like, like somebody like like Body Armor or Gatorade or something should do something on the side, like a bad three point shooting contest. Like you have to have the worst percentages, or like ten attempts in in the season, or even in your career or something. Oh, dude, throw Russell Westbrook in there. <laughs> now that <laughs> that's interesting right that right maybe like hilarious yeah i would definitely pay to see and if he got beat by one of those other guys oh man i'd be dying laughing marcus smart maybe he's been decent he's been decent but russell he hasn't played much though <laughs> marcus smart's been in and out uh but no that'd be funny a bad three-point shooting contest I'm intrigued. We should we should push for this. Start making graphics and try to get this. We should out. put it out there. I, I know. We gotta tweet it out there. Would you watch a bad three point shooting contest? I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued. I know I am. Um, but as far as as far as uh, Dwight goes, has he just been? You know, how is he filling in for AD in the void that he, that they've left that they've had with him out now? Well, I mean, I think they struggle in terms of trying to to get uh, his points right. I mean, you're missing 26 points, 27 points a game. You can't just make that up. And Kuzma's been, like, hot and cold. Um, so it's kind of a collective effort to get that, get those points back up. And it's like against the Magic when you had Troy Daniels and Quinn Cook kind of going off. And, uh, you know, they still fell short, but those guys were playing well. They were impressive. Um, but Dwight coming in, it kind of shows you the depth the team has at the position, or at least in the front court, the fact that AD can sit out and they still win, you know, three of the four games that he missed, that's pretty That's pretty good. Not saying that there was elite talent they were playing, but OKC's no slouch. Um, and I think that, like I said, that win was probably more impressive than anything because I believe they had to come back. And didn't they score like 81 points in the second half or something? Oh, I guess OKC? crazy. Okay, yeah. see, they, they led by 30. I think they led 73-43 at one point. <clears throat> that was a blowout win, and then OKC sort of made a comeback. But it never got within, like, 12 or 13. So, um, But it's still an impressive win. I think it was a confidence-building win for them. Um, what game am I thinking of, then? Totally where they scored 81 or gave up 81? No, no, they scored 81. It was, like, uh, the most that they'd scored in a half – since going back to like, uh, oh, wasn't Showtime, it New Orleans? Showtime era. Yeah, that might. Well, I think it was New Orleans. It? I don't know. All these like subpar games are like kind of bleeding. <laughs> we get it. Your team's dominating. We get it. Um, looking over on the yeah. Clippers side, um, you know, it, you kind of want to don't avoid the usuals like you said earlier, but I think I'm going to stick with the usual on this one uh, because prior to his. Um, Prior to his recent stretch of games, 
Uh, Kawhi Leonard in his you know before these last four games, he was shooting thirty five percent from the field, um, and the Clippers were struggling. They were losing games <laughs> they weren't supposed to, um, struggling with defensively especially. Uh, and Kawhi just hasn't looked fresh since then. They've had a couple days off. They had that four day stretch with no games, and Kawhi Leonard has bounced back um, ferociously. I would say. Uh, he's averaging 35 and a half points, five and a half rebounds, four assists over two steals. And he's doing it on 58% shooting from the field. Uh, 58% <clears throat> shooting for Kawhi Leonard, uh, from the field, 45% from the, on the arc, uh, and 80, 89% from the free throw line, uh, in the last week, four games that is. And, uh, they've had a four, a three and one record in those last four games. Uh, now I will say, you know, competition probably does have some, something to do with it. Uh, they took on the Golden State Warriors in the game that they won. They took on the Denver Nuggets in the game that they lost in Denver, uh, and then they beat the Cavaliers and the Orlando Magic uh, in in two games. Uh, they beat them by an average of twenty six points. Uh, Kawhi Leonard, Kawhi Leonard became I think the I think he was the fourth player in NBA history to have a forty point game. In less than twenty nine minutes, a forty three point game in less than twenty nine minutes. Uh, he, down, I think, who the other guy, Clay, who had like a sixty point game in like twenty nine minutes, and then uh, twenty eight minutes, and Day might have been one of them. Uh, <laughs> I got to go back and look at him, but but he straight up dominated that. Are these current players or are you active I, I can players? Go back and I mean? look at it, but I believe it's all time. Um, I mean, like I can look for it hmm. later, but yeah. Pretty much, Kawhi, Kawhi and the Clippers dominated uh, this week. They had some subpar opponents, so uh, these are guys. That, these are games that they had to win. Excuse me. Um, you know, I think I think the Lakers were the last team standing that hadn't lost to a sub five hundred team, and that came to an end against the Magic. Yeah, Magic came in until Orlando and 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 beat them. Yeah, you surprised? I was going to say, are you surprised to oh, see that, that they were the last team standing in terms of the? Uh, that that a sub five hundred record? No, not really. I mean, like it's, they've been killing teams. They've been killing. I mean, every every team. So one of the biggest differences from last season is that this team is is beating the teams that they're supposed to beat and beating them right. pr- pretty convincingly. Right. So I wasn't surprised by that. What was it? Twenty one and one now, something like that. It's either twenty two um, or twenty one. <clears throat> And go back and look at this. The expanded standings. Uh, right now, <coughs> excuse me. The Lakers are twenty-two and one against sub five hundred teams. Twenty-two one. Yeah. That is the second best record because Milwaukee is twenty-seven and one against sub five hundred teams. Oh, that that is surprise insane me too. either. Yeah. yeah. Toronto's twenty and two. The Clippers are nineteen and five. Um, surprisingly, the Clippers and Lakers have only had two overtime games combined. Each one has had. You know one. what? That's funny. Yeah, because I, I looked at that the other day when I was looking at the standings and all the, the past games, and I was like, really? There's been one overtime game, and I think it was against Dallas. <laughs> yeah, that was the one in, in uh, with Danny Green hit the game, uh, the buzzer beater, excuse me, to tie it. Yeah. And then they went into overtime to win it. Um, yeah. But That's like, crazy. That, yeah, yeah, think yeah. about that. I mean, it could have gone into overtime the other day against Orlando. Pretty easy. Um, if LeBron actually hit his free throw. But that's another thing. <laughs> oh, you want to talk about LeBron's free throw? Please, we'll, we'll give you the, the the stage. I know, I know, you love talking about LeBron's free throws. Uh, biggest flaw in his game: free throw shooting. Well, look, I mean, I mean, God gave him everything. He couldn't give him that too. No, <clears throat> apparently not. 
Uh, so the players to score um, 43 points in under 29 minutes, uh, they are or 29 minutes. Yes. Clay Thompson, Damian Lillard, CJ McCollum, Kemba Walker, Larry Bird, Stephen Curry, Jaron Jackson, and Kawhi Leonard. That is all time. Kobe's not on that list? No. He's never he's never scored more than forty three in less than twenty nine minutes. Uh, he may he may have ended up really? playing more. That's probably what it is. But um, well, I'm just remembering that when he scored sixty two against uh, Dallas in three quarters. But he must have played like most of those three quarters. So mm-hmm. um, crazy. But yeah, that's impressive. Yeah, so Ka- Ka- Kawhi did that. Kawhi forty three points in twenty eight and a half minutes, uh, full on dominating. Uh, and as I said in the last week, he's averaging thirty five and a half. On fifty-eight percent shooting, three in one week for them. Um, I think that'll just move us into our next segment, which is you know we're the best of the week. Now we're just going to go to the concerns from the past week. And if well, well, hold on, hold on, hold on. We got we got to talk about Kawhi's bionic knees. Okay. What is this? Oh, the the, the Terminator knees. Terminator knees. Terminator. I mean, yeah. look, he's, you you gotta you gotta you gotta reset. Are his legs real? Are they real? Uh, I think the NBA should investigate that. <laughs> I've never seen that with the was it was there ice packs? Oh no, those, those, those are those are uh, heating pads to keep your knees warm. They they have them all the time. They use them all the time. Uh, they don't often use them on the bench, but they do sometimes. Um, so yeah, I've never yeah, seen they that. use them. They use them post game sometimes as well. Um, but no, they use it to keep the. I think they're warming. They're warming uh, machines to keep the knees warm. He was using that before he checked back into the game. But um, look, maybe maybe he does have bionic knees. I don't know. He did that commercial with the Terminator last year or uh, earlier this season. Maybe he, uh, I don't know. Maybe he's part Terminator. I mean, people have called him like a robot at times. So I got to give me some of them knees. <laughs> funny thing is, funny thing is. So I don't know if you saw this tweet I posted earlier. Uh, I was driving down to the game the other day and I saw someone with a license plate Kawhi Space L. Um. And I was like, what the hell? Like, who is this person? So I took the photo and I drove by them. And it's like this random, it looked like an, a Middle Eastern lady, like Armenian or Persian or something. And I was like, well, they don't know Kawhi because that's like, I would have to assume they don't know Kawhi. <laughs> it just seems too random. And then, um, you know, later that I went to the game and after the game, they won. They beat Cleveland. Yeah, that good game. I was nervous as hell because I've never spoken to Kawhi one on one like that. But I was like, uh, hey, Kawhi, like, have you, I was like, have you seen this photo? Like, do, do you know who this person is? I was, we were walking out the tunnel and he actually laughed and was like, that's crazy. I've never, I don't know who this person is, but I've never seen that before. But he actually laughed out. He really? laughed. He was like, Oh, that that's kind of crazy. What the hell? And I was like, Whoa, this guy's got some emotion. Look at that. Um, but no, that, it's like you found a way to get to break down those walls. Just bit. take photos of people with the, with the license plate of his name. <laughs> just show him <laughs> random shit, man. Hey, Kawhi, have you seen this meme about you? Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, that, that that happened, and that was uh that was pretty funny. I was like, oh wow, Kawhi's uh Kawhi's pretty pretty chill. Um, I guess in the last week, I also got clowned on by Doc Rivers. That was fun. Did you see that, dude? I was dying when I saw that. It's like, wow, Doc knows you pretty well, dude. Apparently, because he was just letting him rip. <clears throat> in case you missed it, um, wow. I don't know how you missed it, but if you followed, you couldn't have missed it. But if you did miss it. Um, I asked Doc about having uh, one or two, but I, I got the stat wrong. I forgot one of the back-to-backs, but it doesn't matter. I asked him about one of the back-to-back, like having one back-to-back set in like a 47-day span. 
because that means, you know, Kawhi's not resting. They're getting a lot of guys on the court, a lot of time on the court. Uh, and then he cuts me off and says, wow, I'm proud of your stu- I'm proud of your studying. And then he goes, do you go out? He's like, what do you do? Do you even go out? And I was like, holy, sh- I just got roasted by Doc Rivers. And the entire room, the entire room burst out laughing. It must have been loud because you could hear it on Dude, that video. I, it was, it it was definitely because everyone little, literally around me was laughing. Like I've watched the video and I can pinpoint every <laughs> single person's laugh. Like a buddy of mine, Gio was next to me. Like Chris was next to me. Miriam was around me. Like I could hear each one of their laughs if you listen closely to it. And I'm like, damn, everyone was just cracking up. Um, <laughs> he did. He did. You gotta get. You gotta get a shirt now and wear it to a game. That says, "Do you even go out, bro?" <laughs> Should I get like a button up that says, "Do you even go out?" Oh, dude, that'd be hilarious. Oh, dude, you know, I think I might do that by the time they come back from the road trip. You could. You got plenty of time. You got like two weeks, right? <laughs> that would be incredible. Do you even that go would out, be bro? Incredible. I might do that. We'll talk about that. Um, but yeah, so he just roasted me. He gave me a really good answer after that, but um, that was a fine roasting. Like Twitter was having a field day. It's funny. Some people were taking it so seriously. Like, wow, that was so unnecessary and rude. And I was like, oh, you got to know. Yeah, really? I think it's because, you know, if you know Doc and he knows you, like, it's different. Like, there's a relationship there. Like, obviously, he knows who you are. I think that's why he was, like, yeah. I think it was Ben Goller who said it. he was, like, you know, his daughter's married now. And so, like, you know, all his kids are growing up. And so, he needs sort of, like, a kid to, to, to mess with. And you were that person. So, I was like, <laughs> all right, I can see it that way. That's cool. So, you're Doc's adopted son? Apparently. Now? I don't know. I mean, I don't think it was that serious, but he can clown on me now. So, um <laughs> Oh yeah, but no, that, that was now you made it. Now you know you know, you made it, bro. Yeah, I was trying to decide right away whether it was a highlight or a low light because it was it was really weird. Yeah, I think it was a highlight. That's yeah. great. That's that's a <laughs> special interaction. You can't get that kind of response from a lot of players and coaches all the time. Yeah, I was gonna say I'd rather have that than like a boring, you know, usual spiel about yes, this, 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 no, this, this, this. So exactly. <laughs> um, that's what makes the job fun is when you get stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, so that was fun. I, I really appreciated that. That was. Um, it took me a second. This was really awkward right away. I was like, "Did I just? Did I just?" <laughs> Dude, I don't know. I don't know how I would respond. It would either be something really quick witted and funny, or just completely like during. So the Miriam, yeah, <laughs> I, I, Miriam, I, I, I told Doc right after. I was like, "I don't know how to respond to that." And then, and then Miriam after was like, "You should have told him, no, I don't go out because Kawhi takes forever to come out post game." And I was like, oh. that would have been the perfect comeback. Why didn't I think of that? <laughs> that would have been hilarious. That would, yeah, that would have been But perfect. also, it was, like, it was so unexpected and, like, awkward right away that I was like, did I? I literally thought, thought yeah. I was like, did, did, did I just get clowned on by a coach? Like, I literally went through, I'm like, did I just get roasted by a coach? Like, what the hell? Um, At least it wasn't Popovich or something. Then you definitely would have been. Like deer in the headlights. That's terrifying. But yeah, we. I'll never ask that man a question. I've been very careful with him in terms of what I ask. Someone, oh, dude, someone asked him. Someone two months ago asked him. uh, I think I told you this. He goes, "Uh, Pop, you recently signed an extension with the team. Can you talk about what you bring to the organization as a coach? And I was like, Holy. I was, like, I was like, I was like, I was like, Pop, Pop had this face, this look on his face, and I was like, he's leaving, he's walking out of this right now, and he didn't. 
He went, he uh, went, he went, come on, do I really need to answer that? And looked around and I was like, how do you follow that up? Like, what do you ask? That's, that's like, like yeah. do you don't piss off even more? Yeah. Um, <laughs> those are the guys, those are the coaches and, and, the, and the players that are like in complete control when they can just say one thing and freeze everybody and end the press conference pretty much. Yeah, so. Kobe was a master at that. Yeah. A master I, at that. People were so scared to ask yeah, you questions. I, I heard about that. But, I mean, I don't know. I appreciate the doc response. It, it was fun. It was a good moment. Um, but, yeah. Anyways, now I guess we can move on to the concerns of the week. And one of the concerns is how do I recover from that roasting? No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> you got to go out more. You got to go out yeah, clearly, more. Clearly, clearly. I, I just, I, I gotta, I gotta not wait for Kawhi anymore. And just go out. Um, more uh, clutch points, happy hours. <laughs> you hear that? You hear? Let's get more clutch points, happy hours. Oh, I'm down. Let's do it. Um, so yeah, concerns of the week. Um, I guess we'll just start with the Lakers side. What, what's going on on the Lakers side? You have, what, what's your biggest concern for the last week for them? Well, the way that they're playing, I mean, there's not really much uh, to be concerned about, kind of like last time, last podcast we're talking. But I would say Anthony Davis's health is probably the only thing you could really nitpick on. And then maybe the backcourt in terms of whether or not they should get somebody else because Rajon Rondo's hurt again, right? And What is, uh, what is he at? I don't think it's – it's a finger fracture. I think he did the oh, wow. same thing last year. Is he out a while? Um, well, I think the initial report was like four to five days or something like that. But uh, mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if they just keep saying, you know, oh, the day-to-day, blah, blah, blah. But he's out for like two weeks. You mm-hmm. know? Um, but it, it got me thinking. I'm like, do they make a move now? Because they, it's at that point where like, can we count on Rondo? In playoff time, like what if this happens again? You know, what if he gets another small little nick where he's out for a week or whatever? Uh, and then you got, I mean, you got obviously Troy Daniels and Quinn Cook who played, who balled out against Orlando and played really well, shot really well. But can you count? Can you count on those guys consistently? You know, I think that's the problem with those guys yeah, because they don't get enough playing time to be relied on. And if they do get playing time, can mm-hmm. you? Actually, count on Quinn Cook to make shots and not be a liability defensively. Uh, yeah, yeah. Troy, Troy Daniels can hit shots, but he's streaky. So, yeah. Well, then you got you know Darren Carlson just sitting there waiting for a job. I don't know if he is completely decided on whether or not he's coming back, and that's that's the holdup, or he's waiting for after the trade deadline, or 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 what? But. Yeah, I think he's waiting I mean, for I, a post-trade deadline move. I think, like I was talking to one of the scouts who said, that, like he's st- he's st- he thinks uh, one of the scouts I talked to thinks that Collison still has it, like still can ball out, but it's too early. Like teams aren't finalized right now. Like it, it, the Lakers could make a move and not need a point guard. You know, like it might be too soon to sign Collison. The same with the Clippers; they could make a move and get a point guard. So I think I think they're waiting for the trade deadline to see what the rosters will look like, um, and then go from there. Um, I think that's smart. I think the Lakers and Clippers should both not hurry to sign a backup point guard a free agency until their rosters are finalized past the deadline. Well, I would just be worried if I was the Lakers about missing on an opportunity that's just there. I mean, all you got to do is wave somebody. So you, all you got to do is create a roster spot, right? You don't have to trade anyone. 
You don't have to make a move. Okay, well, who, who are you talking about? Who, what player are you looking at? That you would waive? Uh, that you would sign, that you would want to sign or trade for. No, no, I'm saying Darren Collison is a free agent. You can just sign him. Mm-hmm. You don't mm-hmm. you don't have to make a move. You just you could make a simple waving of a player that doesn't play much, like a Troy Daniels or a Quinn Cook. Right. You know? Mm-hmm. You don't have to package a deal and make sure the money works and blah 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 blah. You, or or send Kuzma somewhere else. All you gotta do is is wave a player. So have we talked about the Kuzma Bogdanovich thing? Yeah, I think we talked about it last week. Okay. That's not happening. Yeah, I don't think so either. It doesn't make sense. But I don't think they'll, they'll trade Kuz unless they have some crazy scenario where they can maybe open up multiple spots and then if they know Iggy's going to get bought out or something or maybe a three-way with Iggy and some other team. Like You should never say three-way with Iggy ever again. <laughs> You're a pervert. Well, I say this because last <laughs> night after the game – uh, Lou Williams came out. Patrick Beverly was like, I want Iggy Azalea. I want her to know me. And Lou Williams was like, you hear that, guys? Patrick Beverly wants to meet Iggy Azalea. Is that girl know. even like – is she even in the limelight anymore? Like I haven't heard her name I in I have forever. no idea. I have no clue. Ever since Nick Young did what he did, I have no <laughs> Pretty clue. Pretty much. But, Pretty much. That's um, kind of been like that's, – that's, kind of, that's kind of why – that came up to my head. I'm like, because Beverly and Lou just talked about this yesterday. Uh, anyways, I shouldn't have brought that up. I apologize. Um, so anyway, a three-way with Iggy and what? No, I'm just saying a, a three-team trade or some scenario that comes up to where you can get them, right, without giving up you know, a ton, a ton of assets or, or draft picks or something. But I would say, you know, the monitoring 80s health is, is – Something they got to keep their eye on, and obviously they are, and I think they're doing a good job with it. You know, he misses four games; they they win three of them. No big deal. Uh, it'd be interesting to see what happens on this road trip, though. This five game road trip. Oh, I mean, he's not. Is he practicing yet? Is he taking contact? No, he didn't practice today. Um, so that kind of led me to believe, like, eh, I don't think he's playing tomorrow. Um, but we'll have to see. Do they have any back to backs on this trip? I'm not sure. That's a good question. I haven't, I haven't looked at it. I just know who they're playing. We got Houston, Boston, New York, Brooklyn, and then they end with Philly. And that's over a two-week span. So maybe no back-to-back. Um, oh, New York and Philly is a back-to-back. No, sorry, New York and Brooklyn is a back-to-back. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, so that'll be interesting. But then, well, then they're back <laughs> to face your boys, and that's when it's going to get crazy. They lose that third game. Huh. I think I think you might force uh, Palenka to do something. You think so? Oh yeah! Come on, you lose three games, three out of three against a team that you but the know, regular season games. Yeah, but you know you're going to play these guys in the playoffs. And obviously, you know, the, I mean, the Clippers have had their the Lakers number each time with relative ease, right? First game was yeah. kind of feeling out. But the Clippers still came out on top by like what, like eleven, if I remember correctly. Uh, I think they won by ten or eleven, yeah, something like that. And then the second game was a joke. I mean, the Clippers were clearly better. And then this third game, <laughs> if it's the same result or even close to that, you have to do something. You got to shake something up because interesting. If, if interesting. they're at full strength, if they have AD back, 
right? I mean, you would assume AD comes back within that time, right? It's two weeks from now or a week and a half from now. But anything can happen in that time. I mean, this this injury could be something that flares up again when he plays. He plays and all of a sudden it bothers him or something. Or somebody else goes down. Who knows? But I would say it's going to be a telling. It's going to be a telling game. I mean, if I were playing, I'd, I'd honestly be like, "Okay, do I really keep this together? Like, I do. I should I get another weapon? Should I? You know, what trades are available? I'm sure he's already doing his right. due diligence, but right. it might ramp up the process a little bit. Because what is it, February, February sixth? Yeah. So they'll have like a week left after that. It's the twenty eighth yeah. that they play the Clippers, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, twenty eighth. So a week, so, a week and a half after that. So then all those, you know, all the rumors, all we're going to hear is rumors for the next two weeks. Yeah. Right? Players going here or there. <laughs> we're not going to hear the end of it. We might we might have to record emergency pots for like some rumors, but we'll see how that turns yeah. out. Um, so injuries basically to AD and Rondo, some of the scheduling, I guess. They haven't faced any adversity, so we'll, we'll see what happens really. with them. Uh, um, I want to see... Houston, I want to see Boston, and I want to see Philly. I think Boston will be really interesting, considering it's on the road, first of all. But second of all, just, you know, the uh, the uh, rivalry, somewhat renewed. Boston's playing pretty well. But what about uh, what about your clips? What's the biggest concern? Or uh, what no one's talking about over there? I mean, I don't know what no one's talking about, but the the, the concern right now is health. Um Paul George missed another missed another game. Uh, he's missed the last four, I believe it was. Um, in total, they've played forty. I believe they played forty three games. Yeah, they played forty three games. And um, where are we at here? Um, forty two games. Excuse me. <coughs> Lou Williams has missed three. That's good. Kawhi has missed eleven. Uh, Paul George has missed now seventeen games this season. 17 out of 43 is not yeah. – like, I don't even know if he'll make the all-star team at this point if you keep missing games. I don't think you will. I don't think you will. He's missed 17. He's, he's already being ruled out for his um, 18th tomorrow. <laughs> like, I don't I don't think you can you can make the all-star team missing half your season. So, he's, he's basically played half the season so far. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we'll see when he returns because well, by the time the all-star break comes, maybe he'll have played more games. Um Right now, he's <laughs> he's missed 17 games. Uh, Shamit missed 17, 18 games. Um, Kawhi, as I said earlier, missed 11. Rodney McGruder's missed uh, 13. Pat Beverly's missed nine. Just there's just you can go down the list and just guys have missed too many games with injuries, and it's really affected their continuity to the point where they can't get more than they've had one game healthy all year. Like first beginning to end, and that was the Laker game on Christmas Day. Um, okay, they were healthy that game. That's for sure, huh? I said it did all come together that game. That's for sure. Yeah, and it, and it took it took a really bad half to get it going because I think they were they were down sixteen at some point or fifteen, whatever it was. Um, but you know, the next game they lose Patrick Beverly to an injury. Uh, Montrezl Harrell gets sick. It's just um, they haven't been able to piece together. Consecutive games healthy, and it's starting to be like you know, are is that going to affect them? Are, are these are these days off where where they can't play together? Is it going to affect continuity and practice and, and chemistry down the line? Um, because LeBron and AD look like they've been playing together for years. Yeah, their 
chemistry um, came along really the chemistry fast. Chemistry looks, looks really good. And they good. play together. I mean, they've never missed much time, right? 80s, maybe missed six games, six or seven games total in the Bronx. Um, yeah, I don't five. think it's many. And he, he missed he missed one to load management early in the season, and then and then AD missed the last couple. Uh, right now, the Lakers have played forty two games. Should be forty one. Forty two right? games. And, Should be forty one. I thought it was oh forty one. Sorry, forty one. And uh, LeBron has missed two. Anthony Davis has missed six. Uh, six. Okay. So yeah. Um, compared to Kawhi and PG, who have missed, I think it was twenty eight combined. 29 combined. So, um, yeah, they, I, my concern is will the Clippers end up having to play catch up, uh, you know, in late February and March when they're healthy because they couldn't use this time to to mesh and get and, and play well together. Um, I don't know. I don't know. It, it's, it's something we have to watch for because, like I said, the Lakers look really good. And I, I don't want to overblow things because the Clippers have looked – Good when both Kawhi and PG play. Um, I don't remember their record, but I think they're they're like twenty, they're seven, 20 and three or something like that. I don't remember what it is. Uh, they have a really good record when both Kawhi Leonard and Paul George play. Um, but I don't know if it's if it's worth. Understandably, I mean, <laughs> two of the best players in the league playing together at the same time. Yeah. So yeah, I just I just don't know if it's worth worrying about. Um, but for now, the lack of playing together and continuity and health is really uh, – it's putting some worry. Uh, I would say it's, it's a little worrisome that they haven't been able to get, get many – they've only had one get healthy game together through 42, 42 games. I would say if you don't uh, start to see some real chemistry and seeing these guys get healthy in the next 20 games, then it's like, oh, shit, what's going to happen? Playoff time. You know what I mean? Maybe we right. maybe we got to sign somebody. I mean, who knows? I mean, I, the fact that the PG's – I didn't realize he'd missed 17 games. That's crazy. And now he's got a hamstring issue? That's the injury, right? Yeah, so he missed the, he missed the first 11 with the shoulder of rehab. Uh, and then I don't think he missed one, one until he had this hamstring strain here where he's missed the last week and a half now. I mean, hammies are tricky. Or the last week and a half, yeah. Yeah. Hamstrings you think can be healed, and then all of a sudden you, you, you're playing and it goes again. You know, it, it could be something that's that happens over and over again. Yeah, but it's just it's just it's just so many things have happened that have caused them to not be able to play together. Um, you just wonder will it will it come back to bite them later? Um, Clippers have been focused on now, so they don't feel like it has. But I don't know. Uh, you have to wonder whether it will. Uh, only time, only time will tell. Our next segment that we have for this week is um, we had on the old podcast. What no one's talking about. Um, I think I think we've, we've talked about what a lot of people are talking about, which is the health concerns, the the games missed, the good chemistry between the Lakers, the you know, solid play from Kawhi. Um, but I think what no one's talking about on the Clippers side is the you know the trade deadlines coming up. The February 6th, and I think the Clippers have a big decision to make with Montrezl Harrell. Uh, he's making about $6 million a year this year. Um, you cannot – here's the problem with Trez. I think most people know this, but the problem is you can't trade him and get the same value back uh, in, in a, in a, in a you know, one-for-one trade. Well, generally, you just generally that's, 
that's most trades, though, man. I mean, right? But, but most team trade, most teams aren't looking to improve significantly. But he will most likely are they like maybe he'll not. most likely be the best player in the trade, right? They're not right, exactly. Yeah. So usually the player, the best player in the trade, wherever he lands, is usually whoever wins the trade. I mean, generally, right? So yeah, I don't know. I mean, are they really going to trade it? You really think he's? I heard. Well, no. I, I'm just, I'm just saying one of the one of the this is the situation they have to deal with because if they don't trade him, they keep him through the end of the year, and he's an unrestricted free agent who can walk in free agency. Like you could get him, you could lose him for nothing. Um, you could like uh, there's 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 you know some people I've talked to who, th- who think he can command about twenty million in free agency from teams like the Hawks or the Mavericks or something like that. Wow. Uh, maybe the Hornets fill out some money. Uh, I don't know if the Clippers are paying him twenty million annually to be their third best player. Um, I, I just, I just find it hard to believe. Uh, now, if he drops his asking price to maybe seventeen or eighteen, maybe that's like uh, it helps you flexibility a bit. But as we know, he signed with with Clutch this offseason, and they are notorious oh. for getting guys. Paid. So he's going to be on the Lakers next year. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, the Lakers have no cap space, but maybe, maybe we'll just. I have no we'll idea. Just trade the rest of the team. Trade the, you know, <laughs> start over again. <clears throat> yeah, send send send, uh, send AD over here. You can have trust. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> They're both free agents, right? Signing trade. No, but I did hear a rumor, though, the other day when I was at the game. I was talking to somebody, and he was telling me that uh, Drew Holiday really wants to come back to L.A. And it, I don't think hmm. it's going to be to the Lakers. Could be. Really? Could be the Clips, yeah. I mean, he wants to, so it's not its not saying that it's going to happen, right? But imagine that. Do you think that's a considerable upgrade, say, if they swap those two? I don't know what their current salaries are, so well, I don't the, know. The money, the money wouldn't make sense because in a one-for-one one because uh, Drew Holiday makes way too much. How much does he um, make? Hold on, let me look. <clears throat> right now, uh, where is it? New Orleans, Drew Holiday is earning $26 million, oh, whereas France is making $6 million. So, um, so just got to find that, that 20 somewhere. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, it's not it's not impossible. In order to make that work, like, let's say you do this. Yeah, like if you traded, for example, Mo Harkless, Montrezl Harrell, Rodney Magruder, and Landry Shamit to the Pelicans and you send away and you, and you get Drew Holiday back, I guess. Is that, um, is that, that too much? Work? That sounds like too much. I would maybe, I would maybe keep Shamit. That's um, what I was thinking. I was like the other guys. And, and forget- trade maybe like Lou Williams or, or Patrick Beverly. Well, because you got Shamit under contract for two more years after this year, right? What does he got a player option, team option? Yeah, he's a rookie. He's, in, he's in a rookie deal. Yeah, he's a rookie. So I don't know. He was doing his rookie deal, so. Uh, getting Drew Holiday to, to the Clippers would be would be would be tough, um, but that would be interesting. Um, I, I don't know. The clip it depends. If, if you're sacrificing way too much depth, then it's not worth it. Um, That's what I mean. Like you don't want you don't want to be the team. I mean, maybe three stars is enough to do it though. Maybe three stars is enough to get it done. Uh, but you don't want to be you know Drew Kawhi PG and then no one on the bench. Mm-hmm. Um, that that's not gonna. I mean, you're gonna have to stagger guys really well in order to to play well at all times. Um, so yeah, I guess it'll just depend. Like I heard, I heard that you know Chris Paul 
might want to come home to LA. Like he's he's missed it ever since he left to the Clippers. Like his family is. I mean, to no particular team. He just wants to. He wants to be back in LA. Like his family's still here in LA. They they go to his kids go to school here. Talking about an enormous you know. contract that would be hard to move. Exactly. Where's, so was he making right um, now? Forty-four, I want to say. Forty-two. Oh, shit. So yeah, no way, um, no way, no way. Exactly. So these guys want to come home, but uh, their contracts make it pretty much impossible yeah. to come home. So I think I think you're going to see this moving forward. It's these enormous contracts are going to make it to where trades are just damn near impossible, unless they change things up, right? If they change the rules and. Maybe they have it to where a player can waive X amount of money to go somewhere. I don't know. It would be tough. I don't know. Um, but, yeah, one of the concerns for me is, is, again, Trez. What do they do with Trez? Do they end up trading him as the deadline comes closer? Do they keep him? Uh, it's, it's, there's no easy answer. There's no simple answer to this. Um, part of me thinks that they'll keep him and just ride out the rest of the season and try to win a title. Because if you win a title, you should probably re-sign him and you know run it back. Um, but if you if you write it out and you don't win, uh, that's where it gets more complicated, in my opinion. Um, I'm sure they already have a sense of whether or not he wants to stay. There's got to be a sense there. I think he does want to stay. I think he's comfortable here in LA. I think. I think. How do I say this? They've got they've got really good rapport as a team and I think he likes the city as well and the, the opportunities here but if they're not willing to match it financially like he's this will be this will be his first big payday he's been playing like an like an 18 million dollar player making 6 million um mm-hmm. so it just depends on whether he wants to capitalize and maximize on his on his contract now or does he want to focus on winning while also uh making money but not making the most money uh, Come on, first first big payday. They always go for the money, always. Exactly, tell which is another, why which is why it's, it's a problem. Yeah, well, I mean, just weighing the pros and cons ahead of the trade deadline, and maybe somebody somebody comes becomes available in the next two weeks that just makes too much sense, and then they just pull the trigger. You know, the thing with the Clippers is we've seen it in free agency and trades last year. They work in silence, like you never think a guy is available or on the market, and then all of a sudden, boom, they trade him. I don't think anyone thought Blake, seven months after signing him, was going to be traded, and boom, they traded him. Uh, Tobias, I think people thought could be traded, but not, you know, it looked like a weird trade. Sham it for some of the guys they got. Uh, The Zubats thing came out of absolutely nowhere. Yeah, no Um, kidding. No kidding. So you just, you know, Kawhi and PG, you heard all the leaks. PG and Kawhi came out of nowhere this this past summer, so uh, you just can't rule anything out with this team. That's the thing; they they don't leak, and you just can't rule anything out. So, um, yeah, that's my that's my biggest thing that no one's talking about is just trade deadline stuff. What do you do? It's only it's only it's only three and a half weeks away, but but what do you do? Decisions, decisions. Well, that goes on the Lakers too. I think it's the same. Anything same like same thing. Whether or not they feel confident enough. This team, as currently constructed, can compete in the in, for a long playoff run. I think it's the long game, and they haven't done it in six years, right? So they don't really know what it takes at this point with this crew that they have, with guys that are not exactly spring chickens anymore, right? So 
Well, the thing is, they're 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 thirty three and what? Thirty three and seven? Thirty three and nine? Thirty three and eight? Thirty thirty two and eight? Thirty three and eight? Oh, thirty three. Okay, thirty three and eight. Like. Is there that much wrong with the team? I don't think so. Um, could no, you add it's, it's yes. when you when you watch them against elite talent, it changes. They they can't do what they normally do, and I think the best teams are the ones that when they get when they get stuck in a rut where they can't do what they normally do, they still figure it out. And I think the Lakers struggle there. I mean, like I said, I think January twenty eighth is going to be telling. You know. If everyone's playing, you're going to see whether or not this team is good enough to complete, compete with the other elite teams in the league. I mean, it's just the way Milwaukee and, and the Clips made easy work of them during that four-game stretch where they lost, what was it, Indiana, Denver, Milwaukee, and, and, and the Clippers. That, yeah. was, that was big. I think that's when the Kuzma rumors started and, like, you're like, okay, maybe we should shake this up. And I understood it. I was like, yeah, maybe you should. Maybe these guys aren't as good as what their record says they are. I mean, I think they're great. I think they're a great team. I think they're they're deserving of their record. I think they're going to go to the playoffs. They're going to be a, t- a high seed. But whether or not they can really compete with the with the, the great teams, that's that's up for debate still. Well, I mean, again, this is like like we said earlier. It's a, it's a time will tell thing where this road trip will be big for both teams. We'll see um, how they mesh, how everyone plays. Hopefully, they can do so healthy, so we can get a better look at both teams. Um, mm-hmm. But it's it's just it's not easy. It's not easy. Um, it's not easy to tell. I think you know, there's no easy decision with both these teams because right now, um, like. Look at this for a second. Right now, the Clippers are on pace for 56 wins, and we're talking about all their problems. Um, the Lakers are on pace for, what is it, 60, 66 wins? I think it's 91 wins, actually. 91. 91? Joking, bro. Oh, with the extra. Uh, hilarious. Oh, yeah. hilarious. So, <laughs> so funny. You're so funny. Uh, have <laughs> um, a coffee. Have a coffee. Um uh, in the 60s, I think at least in the 60s. Well, 33 and 8, halfway through the season. That means, you know, let's say they rest some guys, they're probably a 64, 63 win team. Uh, that's probably second yeah. best in the NBA. Well, I wrote about the other day um, that the Lakers are on track with some of the most historic teams in the franchise's history. Um, only, was it four other teams in the, in the past? Mm-hmm. From the Lakers have have won this many games at this point in the season, and each wow. one of them won a title. They all won a title. Wow! It's Kobe, Kobe, Kobe Powell, oh eight, oh nine. Um, I think it was the seventy two team uh, that won thirty three straight uh, with Jerry West and Will Chamberlain. Uh, Magic eighty seven, eighty eight, and I think there was one more. Was there one more? I think it was Kobe Shaq. Hold on a second. Let me see. Kobe Shaq. I want to say, was it 99, 2000? That's possible. They dominated. Isn't that the year they won 15 and 1 in the playoffs or 16 and 1? Yeah. It was 99, 2000. Yeah. So 
that's pretty telling right there, right? So we'll see. I mean, if they can keep that up, we'll see. But, like, just, there's just so much that can happen in the second half of the season. And with all this load management now, you don't know when they're going to rest guys. You know, they I think they'll do it later in the year. The they'll do it later. Honestly, I think this whole load management crap has been overblown. Um, right now, Kawhi is on pace to play more games this year than he did last year at the same time. He's played He's played one more game than he did last year. No one was talking about this last year. He's played um, He's played in 32 of their 42 games. Last year he played in 32 of their 43 games. Well, it, it didn't become a discussion until the second half of the season when Kawhi was sitting out a bunch of games. But even then, like, well, let's, let's look for example. Last year he suffered an injury uh, in January. Um, and then he just load managed uh, back-to-backs. He had one stretch where he sat out uh, a road trip because I think he suffered an injury. But, um, you know, he missed, say, after the All-Star break, he missed one, two, three, four, five, six games. Um, so it wasn't – I think the load management thing is being overblown. I think people are getting mad just because they they want to get mad and say something about it. Like, it's, it feels pointless. Like, <laughs> Russell Westbrook is load managing, load managing coming off knee surgery – and that's fine. He should load management, but no one has a problem with that. But the second Kawhi is doing it because he has a degenerative knee issue that the NBA's doctors have looked over and agreed that he has an issue. Uh, everyone wants to lose their shit, even though he's on pace to play more games this so far than he has last year. I don't understand it. Like people just want to be mad. Well, I just be think mad. It's, they're just well, they're just seeing it every night. It's like I remember last night I was in the office, and as we were talking, okay, what what good games are on tonight? And it was like Milwaukee Bucks uh, against the Boston Celtics. And then there was your game, Clippers versus yeah, Orlando, yeah. right? And I was like, okay, who's who's not playing? Kawhi or PG? I knew it would be one or the other, right? And it was PG, right? PG's, PG's been out for a while, though. Because he's yeah. dealing with a hamstring? Yeah. But it was just like it just – it was just felt common knowledge that one of those guys is going to sit out, right? If it – even if it was legit in, injury or not, it's just – I think the load management thing started early for the Clippers and then real injuries started happening. And then, of course, you know, Kawhi's had it anyway with his knee. I mean, so I just didn't, it didn't do them any favors in terms of. I try to understand people's cases with that. But last year, Kawhi set out game number three because it was a back to back. And he also set out game number seven because it was a back to back and number 10 and number 11. And number like it started from the beginning for them too, so it wasn't like uh, this year it was number five. So like it wasn't like it, it took a while or he did it too early. Or it was just it was a back to back scenario that he thought out. But you got you, you got to think too though that they're they're a title contender from the beginning of the season too, right out of the gate. But the Raptors were last year. Yeah, but people still didn't really believe in them. I mean, everybody thought that the 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 Bucks were going to make easy work of the Raptors. They were just going to be a playoff team and then get killed by somebody. That was that was pretty much the narrative with them. And they just they outlasted the Sixers, which came down to a shot that went with three bounces, right? Yeah, three or four bounces. Went in. And then they they shocked the Bucks. So it was like I, I wouldn't say people thought they were a title contender. Well, but the only issue with that is like he just showed that load management works for one. Number two. Like the NBA's own doctors, not the Clippers. The NBA's own doctors have, have said that he has a degenerative issue that needs to be – he's injured. He needs to be monitored. 
And so people just still want to be outraged about stuff like this. Yeah, well, it's it's this. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. It's this time. People just want to be outraged about everything. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think I literally think it is. People just want to be mad about random stuff. Well, I give you a per- perfect example. Um, Aaron Gordon was dunking all over the Lakers the other night, right? I mean, crazy kind of dunks, like slam dunk contest kind of dunks, right? And I was like, Yeah, he had the off the backboard one, and then he had the yeah, poster <laughs> McGee, yeah, okay. crazy like reverse where it didn't look like it was going to be a dunk until the very end where he like threw it down like Blake Griffin, you know, like down into the basket. Um, mm-hmm. And I was like, We, Aaron Gordon must be in the slam dunk contest. I tweeted it out, right? Some guy comes back at me. <laughs> and I'm like, he's like, why? He's just going to get there and then we're just going to be disappointed because his dunks weren't as good as the first time. And I'm just like, oh my God, really? <laughs> and I tweeted back and I'm like, do you need a hug? Do you need a hug, dude? This just goes back to everyone being mad and angry for like no reason. Yeah, just, just like being. super negative for like, well, why, dude? I just, it's the all star weekend. We're doing it to be entertained. We're not doing it yeah. to win a championship or, you know, anything else besides entertainment value for one day, one weekend. Yeah. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. So <sighs> well, people yeah are, I, just, I had, I had to get that, that rant off. Cause I saw, I saw, I see a lot of people still making like a big deal about it. I heard on the radio on the way to work the other day, some guys were just like load managing this, load managing that. And I'm like, What's the big deal? Like, have well, you even, actually looked at the stats? Like, have you actually looked at the stats to no, see that no. he's on pace to play more games this year than last year? People don't look at that. They just they, – they look at narrative. That's it. That's all they look at. They don't go any deeper than that. Well, like A.C. Green, you know, guy played 2,000 straight games. Um, I interviewed him the other day, and I asked him about load management. I was like, what are your thoughts as a guy who never set out, you know? Uh-huh. And and he was he was just kind of like I, I get it, you know like I it's it makes sense. Really? Like, he says like pay, players, uh, there's a lot of injuries that happen that don't even get reported, you know like players, you know sometimes they just need to sit. And it surprised me because I thought he would be the one guy that'd be like, oh this is garbage, you just play if you can play. Like I, it was like 1192 games is, is his record. For straight mm-hmm. games, right? Which is insane. That might be untouched. That might be untouched. Oh, that's insane. never going to get touched again. <laughs> yeah, the game, the game's True. different, right? Tristan Thompson was close, but um, not that. Close. I think it was like eight hundred something, but not that close. Yeah, so it's just it just surprised me, but it's whatever, you know. It's whatever. Yeah. I, is is I, it going to matter? I, is it going to matter if the Clippers win it all? Like it, it won't matter. The load everybody, knows. If, everybody if, doing it. If the Clippers win it all, that'll be a proof that in back-to-back years, load management has worked. Mm-hmm. So it's just going to further prove that uh, load management works. So, um, yeah. So before we head off, though, um, just going to look ahead at the upcoming schedule for both the Clippers and Lakers. As I said in the very beginning, <coughs> excuse me. This is the Grammy road trip for both teams. So they'll both be out until the 28th of, of January. That's about a week and a half. Um, looking ahead, uh, it starts this Saturday for both teams. Uh, it's actually actually the start of the ABC uh, ABC on on the weekends now, ABC games. Um, the Clippers have the Pelicans. They, they are in New Orleans. Take on the Pelicans. Um, Lakers, Rockets. Let's just start with the Lakers. Yeah. Uh, Lakers have the Rockets uh, on Saturday. They go to Boston on Monday on MLK Day. Best. 
Um, yeah, so, so a big day there, uh, MLK Day and, and Lakers, Lakers Celtics. Uh, then they have a Wednesday, Thursday back to back in New York, uh, and then at Brooklyn. Uh, so they have a Knicks Nets back to back there, and their final game of the trip is a Saturday afternoon game on ABC against the Philadelphia 76ers. That'll be uh, LeBron versus Ben Simmons, uh, AD versus hopefully AD versus uh, Joel Embiid. That should be a really fun game, actually. Um, so we'll see what comes of that. Uh, Ryan, just looking at this trip right now, assuming AD comes back, let's say for the Knicks, uh, Nets, and, and Sixers game, what's the what's the Lakers' record on this road trip? Five game um, road trip. I'd probably go. It's tough. It's either going to be three and two or four and one. Ooh, four and one. That's bold. Well, I just think they're they're just hitting their stride. They're just playing pretty damn good basketball. So, and I I think I don't think the Houston Rockets are as good as people think they are. Um, I think Boston will be a challenge in Boston. Right. I think I think Philly will be a challenge, even though they're not playing as as well as they probably should. Um, they probably just match up well. Yeah, and I think the Nets and the Knicks would kind of be a wash. I think I think they should beat both those teams pretty pretty handedly, unless Kyrie just goes off or something. In, uh, in the well, he's gone off so far, but not on the court. <laughs> so yeah. he's gone off on the locker room and media and all that crap. Everything. It's funny they had no problems until he came back, and all all of a sudden they have problems. Yeah, it's just it's, well, there's, it's ridiculous. There's one constant there. <laughs> That's uh, yeah. Kyrie. Uh, so you say, so, <laughs> so you say three or two, three and two or four and one, one of those two. I'll go four and one. I'll go. I'll go bold. Four and one. Oh, wow, that's wrong. Okay, we'll revisit this in a week. See where we are. Uh, the Clippers side. They start off with New Orleans on Saturday. They take on the Mavericks and Hawks, and a back to back on Tuesday and Wednesday. That'll be wow. They're going to see Luca and Trey in a back to back. That's going to be pretty crazy. That'd be cool. Um. Then they then they go to Miami. This is this concerning one for me. They go to they go to Miami on a Friday night. That's uh, that's rough. <laughs> might be a little partying. <laughs> might be a little partying that night, win or loss. But uh, that's an ESPN game. Clippers at Heat. That's a, that's on Friday. And then the I mean, technically, it's the second to last game of the trip here in Orlando on Sunday. But that's because the final game of the trip is at the Lakers, which is technically a road game on Tuesday. So in reality, it's a five game road trip. Uh, New Orleans, Dallas, Atlanta, Miami, Orlando, um, and then back here in LA for the Lakers game, which again is a road game on Tuesday, the twenty eighth. Um, say those games again. If I had to guess, I, say those games again. New Orleans, New Orleans, Dallas, Atlanta, Miami, Orlando, and Los Angeles Lakers. I think your trip might be a little bit tougher than what the Lakers are going to face. Oh, I, I think it is. I think I think the Clippers with the injuries they have right now, with Paul George already being, being ruled out tomorrow. With Mo Harkless uh, questionable, excuse me. Uh, I think they go three and three on this trip. Uh, I I don't think they beat the Lakers. Uh, for one, I don't think they'll be healthy. I, I, I still think Paul George might miss some time. We'll see if they're even one hundred percent by then. Um, Miami's going to be a tough one in Miami yeah. because they're eighteen and one at home. The only team they beat them is the Lakers, and they beat them on a. Uh, they played really well, but there was that controversial call at the end. Was, but again, eighteen to one at home is really tough to to beat. Uh, Atlanta, Atlanta's going to be in the second night of a back to back, so Kawhi Leonard will probably not play that game, which means they could be without Kawhi and Paul for that game. 
I mean, and I just don't see them beating. They could still win that game. Atlanta's. They could. I just Atlanta's don't pretty young and no one else. That's it. That's I, true. I, I, watched, I looked at this, the stats the other day. I didn't realize that Trey Young is like a scoring machine right now. Isn't he averaging like 27 oh, yeah, points he's, or something? He's averaging 29. Jeez. He's, he's, I think he's fourth in the league in scoring. And crazy. Um, yeah, he's pretty good. Second so. year guy? Dude, is there, what is going on around you? What is the ambulance is going on? What's oh, happening? They're coming for me. What did you do? Yeah, we're going to have to wrap this up quick. I got to get on the run here. Jesus. Oh, my God. All right, well. You can really hear uh, that? Is that loud? Oh, it's it's loud. It, it sounds like something's happening in your building. <laughs> so I live in the hood, bro. I live in the hood. <clears throat> oh, man. Uh, so, yeah, I think they go three and three on that trip. I don't think they win them all. I think they win New Orleans. They win Dallas. They lose Atlanta. They lose Miami. They win Orlando, and then they lose the Lakers. Lakers need that game bad. I don't think they're losing. Oh, yeah. Um, That's, you know, it's crazy. Like, those five games are nothing compared to that one game, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. They could go 5-0 and on that trip, and if they lose that Laker game, yeah, then it's like, oh, doesn't shit. doesn't mean shit. They could blow out every yeah. team by 20, and if they lose to the Clippers, that's just going to be washed. I think to the Clippers, it doesn't mean as much right now because they won that Christmas Day game and they no, won I that opening night they've game. They've got leverage. Then it's like, it's yeah. like, eh, we could lose this. I mean, if they win it, they win the series, uh, season series. So that's important yeah. if, if when, it does come down to seeding. When's the fourth game? Is it is it April or May? It's, no, it's, it's in it's in May. Whoa, whoa. No, no, no. Whoa. I'm sorry. What am I talking about? March. Sorry. <laughs> you already thinking the Western Conference Finals, huh? <laughs> uh, it's March 8th. March 8th at 12.30 p.m. Uh, okay. Afternoon game. That should be fun. Yeah. Oh, afternoon. Um, yep. On a Sunday. Uh, that's not so bad on a Sunday. <laughs> uh, and before we wrap up, another quick look ahead. Uh, Ryan, I have a question for you, and I will give my thoughts as well. Um, are you ready for this? Uh, I'll tell you in a second. Okay. So, this Sunday, we have the championship games, conference championship games. We have the Titans, and we have the Chiefs, and we have the Packers, and we have the Niners. Right now, I believe the Chiefs are a minus seven, favored by seven points over the Titans. I might be wrong about that. That sounds um, about right. And the, the, the Niners are seven and a half point favorites over the Packers. Um, really? Seven and a half? Well, they kicked the crap out of them earlier in the season, I think. So. Yeah, they, they had, I think the, their worst game of the year was, was uh, yeah. uh, against the Niners. So they got creamed. Um, so, just looking at that, uh, and I'm still looking for some of these odds just to make sure I'm right about that. Um, oh, here we go. So it's it's yeah, it's it's now San Francisco now minus seven, uh, and Kansas City minus seven and a half. Um, so, who do you have this weekend? Who are we seeing in the Super Bowl? It's tough. I think both games are tough. I think um, Niners obviously. I think have the easier kind of route. And I know some people might disagree because I think I was talking to, to Dylan the other the other day, and I was like, I think it really benefits teams in the NFL to not have an interesting narrative, right? The Titans came the into the playoffs. Yeah, they just they the Titans came into the playoffs barely making it. I mean, the the Raiders still had a chance to make the playoffs if the Titans had lost that last yeah, game. Yeah, the I Titans think. need to beat the uh, uh, Texans, is what it was. And 
then they cream. Well, they didn't cream Tom Brady, but they beat Tom Brady. Then they they go on and they they beat the MVP or who should that be was MVP, a decisive uh, win. Day. That was it's they made it's yeah. Derrick Henry man. That guy has got to be the best running back in the NFL now. He is just unstoppable. I think he's I think he's had like 180 yards like every game in the playoffs so far. Oh uh, yeah, I think he's uh, averaging that yeah, something like that. So it's it's hard for me to bet against him and the Titans because I feel like they're just like that dark horse on a mission. But then it's the Chiefs, dude. I mean, erasing that 24 points. I was going to say, did you see how week? quickly they did that? That's crazy. Well, my buddy texts me and he's like, he's like, can you believe this? 24-0? I'm like, no. I was like, wow, they really shit the bed. And then like, it was 30 minutes later. Dude, within, had the lead. within a quarter, like, they came back to the lead. It was 20. Yeah, it was crazy. It was like 28-3 to three in, the, in, the, in the second quarter. And then they ended up outscoring them by 20. Was it 51-31? Yeah, like yeah. It's like, what the hell? And then I was like, okay, the Chiefs are yeah. the Chiefs again, right? So that that's probably going to be the most interesting game. And I'd probably have to go Chiefs, but I would not be surprised if the Titans pull off the upset. And then the other game, I would pr- I'll go Niners. My heart wants the Packers, but I'll go Niners because I like Aaron Rodgers. But, uh, yeah. So I think the best Super Bowl matchup would probably be Chiefs Niners anyway. Uh, I, I agree with that. I agree with that. Um, so it's funny. I had I had the Titans winning in New England. Um, I said they'd have a chance because because Ryan Tannehill has been the best QB since taking over Week Eight. Uh, Derrick Henry has been a monster. So I I thought I thought they'd have a chance against Baltimore. I didn't think they'd do it. I didn't think they'd do it that way. Uh, I didn't think so either. I was like, "How are they going to stop?" You know, the well, I, well, their defense has been solid, so I figured I figured they had a chance. I just didn't know if they could do it consecutively, um, and they showed that they did right away. Um, so I, I, but the Chiefs, the Chiefs went on a 40, 41 to three run in about like a quarter and a half. Like that's insane. <laughs> it um, is insane. Like it's, that's just. It's like uh, it's like Madden numbers. Forty-one to three in a quarter and a half. Uh, so I and yeah, I'm a big Patrick Mahomes guy. He won me my first fantasy football championship last year. Um, so I cannot I cannot <laughs> go against him after what he just did after what they just did. So I think the thing is, Titans Titans are sort of underdog story. You want to root for those guys, but I just think the Chiefs will be too good. I think I think they'll win that side. And then on the other side, NFC. Ah, it's tough. I it's tough because because Russell Wilson was, was my guy and uh Aaron Rodgers beat him and uh now I'm a little upset about that. But <laughs> but the Niners are sort of the Rams, I want to say rival, division rival. We know that. Um and so as a Rams yeah. fan, I cannot in good faith root for the Niners. Um so you're going so I'm going to go Packers Chiefs. Chiefs. I think I think the best Super Bowl like said do you I think the best know? Super Bowl will be will be uh, sorry uh, Niners Chiefs, but I don't. Th- I think it'll be Packers Chiefs. You want to know an interesting tidbit about that matchup? Okay. The league is a hundred years old now, right? It's the okay. NFL one hundred that's been thrown out all all year long. This will be the first you know time. The first Super Bowl was Packers Chiefs. Wow. Crazy, right? Wow. 
That's insane. Yeah. hundred so, years ago. Keep that in mind. Maybe that's like a sign of things to come. It could be. It could be. Um, I, I'm looking forward to it, though. But either way, looks like we both have Packers Chiefs this weekend. Um, and that wraps it up for our episode. Uh, we've pretty much gone off the rails a bit. This is now an hour and holy sh- hour and eight minutes. Um, yeah, I don't know if you guys stayed through this, but if you did, we really appreciate you. Uh, as always, I'm Tomer Azarli, Clippers reporter. You can follow me at Tomer Azarli. That's T-O-M-E-R-A-Z-A-R-L-Y on Twitter and Instagram. Um, you can follow Ryan Ward on Twitter and Instagram as well. And YouTube, actually. Um, at Ryan Ward LA. I don't know if you have the LA in, on YouTube, do you? I think yeah, yeah, yeah. it's all the so, same. Smart. Get the handle the same everywhere. Um, as always, subscribe to the podcast. Um, leave us a review, a five star review, please. Um, any comments, questions, concerns, suggestions, complaints, uh, angry messages that you have, uh, you want to laugh at me getting mocked on by Doc? That's cool too. Just just let us know about it. Uh, we love enga- I love engaging with the fans. Uh, Ryan gets sick of you guys sometimes, but that's okay. He'll do it. He'll do it as well. Um, <laughs> But yeah, but yeah, hit us up and I uh, hope you enjoy this episode. I hope you enjoy the podcast. We're, we're going to try to ramp it up as the season goes on. Um, and yeah, we'll just go from there. Um, Ryan, any final words? No, not really. Just looking forward to the games tomorrow. Playoff games. Should be interesting. The playoff games are on Sunday, dude. What are you, are you drunk already? No. Just one tomorrow. <laughs> Wait, no, we got uh, one game. They're both Sunday. They're both Sunday. Yeah, 6.40, Yes, there's nothing tomorrow. Oh, there's a McGregor fight. Okay, okay, we'll watch that. All right, well, that wraps it up for us. I hope you guys enjoyed it. We'll catch you guys next time. Peace.